What's up, fam? Stoner Mom here, letting you know our line of premium smokable hemp flower is live. Happy Flower Company is our official hemp brand, and we are offering high CBD, terpene-rich, hand-trimmed, and organically grown Colorado hemp buds. And best of all, thanks to the 2018 Farm Bill update, hemp flower is federally legal in all 50 states. Visit us at happyflowercompany.com and use code MADAS10, that's M-A-D-A-S-10, for a 10% discount. Bye! What's up, stoners? You are listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users, okay? Brought to you by thestonermom.com, and that is me, uh, the stoner mom. Uh, did you hear that crazy <laughs> car sound in the background when you were doing your intro? It was crazy loud. No. It's our, it's, it's on our high fi- fi- fidelity recording studio okay i'm the stoner mom <laughs> but you can call me Catherine, and i am joined as always by my husband Blame. in this podcast we pour a couple <laughs> drinks smoke a little weed and talk about cannabis our lives pop culture and so much more so much more how are you are you drunk? No, I'm great. How are you drunk? You really? What is the you meaning really of this? You sabotaged my intro. I don't think so. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, right now, I'm gonna take this uh, coffee mug thing. Honey, it doesn't have a bowl in it. And I'm gonna bring, give it right back to you. <laughs> filling it right now. I love that. Thing. Um, welcome back to our podcast. We are happy to be podcasting for you. And we clearly need to continue getting libated. We started a little bit. Apologies for the Apologies. scattered. That's okay. That's what it's all scattered. about. Scattered. Like, uh, a little bit forward. There you go. There you go. And let's get into libation corner because okay. David needs to start smoking weed. Okay. Uh, oh, are we at our fancy bar? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Welcome to Libation Corner, you guys. Our basement bar. Where you get to libate along with us. Here's what we are libating on. We've got... I don't know. What are we libating on? You just had... Whatever, you just had Golden Goat. Oh, but... <coughs> Homegrown. I like that Golden Goat. We're pretending that this episode is the first episode that anyone listens to. Okay? Oh, well. Golden Goat. <coughs> and, of course, our Golden Goat is... Home grown by our master grower in house, Blavid, my husband. His name is actually David, but we do call him Blavid. Um, I am topping this bowl in my air bong with some. When, what's an air bong? This is this bong that I'm using. You have to look it up, you guys. H E I R, not A I R. Um, this is Ethos OG Chem. Okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And you grew that as well. We grow mm-hmm. all of our own cannabis here. And I am topping it with some dry ice hash, also made here by I my wonderful husband. Um, and then for Dabs, because we're not done. No, no, we're not done. <laughs> we're not done. We have some, the last of my mandarin cookies. Do you want me to open that for you? Oh, you opened it right up, no problem. Well, let me do it. Give it to me. You're going to break your nails. I did it. I did it. 
So I am using my G-Pen Connect to do these dabs, which is the best. I love this piece. Um, highly recommended for anybody ready to add dabbing to there. I see a third piece. It looks like a bottle of water. David is trying to get me to drink more water because I've revealed to him how little water I drink. So, you know, so I and bought you this, this glass thing because you only like to drink out of glass. So I got you a glass water bottle. So why don't I have a drink? I'm going to do a dab first. And then you'll have a drink? <laughs> Just have a drink. So as for drinks, I also have some vodka and Sprite. Yeah. What do you have over there? Are you, you're going to be sessioning with me. Yeah. Um, on these five fine substances, and you're also enjoying. Um, I'm enjoying a whiskey and a. Uh, I'm actually it's a bourbon whiskey, and um, ginger beer combo. And I don't know what that's called, but it's like a variation on a Moscow Mule. But uh, I'm using. I'm drinking uh, Colorado's. Mile High Distillery brand bourbon. And I like it. I'm a huge fan. And oh. it's one of those. It's like $22 a bottle. What's it called? Mile High Distillery Colorado bourbon. All right. Okay. And Representing. Um, and they also have a peach infused flavored bourbon. I'm not into those kind of things, but they do offer it. Do you think I would like that? No. I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's like adding flavor to fire, the taste of fire. I mean, you don't want that. You don't like that. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm drinking on. And I just took a head off your whatever that is. Uh, that was the, the coffee. Go. Do you want to hit this? I don't. No, you go first. Okay, well, let's do a couple bong reps. And that's our libation core. It's very simple today, isn't it? Yeah, it's just all about getting high, I guess. Combusting. Combusting. Combustion junction. And dabbing. Which is actually vaporizing. Yeah, you're vaporizing it. Like you vaporize aliens. <laughs> In an escape room. In an escape which room. Which I recently did. Yeah, you did. With my children for the first time. <laughs> I took my kids to that same escape room. So I'm curious. We have not talked about it at all. Do you want to Do you talk, want to talk about, about it? Really it? Yeah. Okay. So what did you think? You were abducted by aliens and you're on an alien spacecraft. Yes, and I had to. We had to get the spacecraft back to Earth mm -hmm. by solving puzzles. It's a puzzle based. Mm -hmm. um, it was fine. It was a little frustrating at times. Yeah. But my big takeaway is my thirteen-year-old daughter just carries us through. She I everything. Know. I figured. <laughs> I was like, Tori's gonna figure out the puzzle thing. I mean, like instantly, and then she's gonna. She did out like all of them, and she, you know, instructed us on what to do. So it's like she does three people's work. My son did the exact same thing for us because he's. Who like, was also thirteen? Yeah, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, it's this one. And just trust me. Just shut up and just put him like arrange the blocks this way. Remember that one where there's a row of different like shape colored blocks or some shit? Yeah, the fuel tanks. Mm yeah, and Miles was like, it's this. And it was like, how do you know that? Yeah. There were also, like, I was waiting for the... It, this one was all, like, automated, so... Yeah, there's no human. There's no human involved, and, like... Just aliens. I kept waiting for him to, like, full-on tell us what to do. He wouldn't do but it. But he wouldn't do it. No, he's not ever going to tell you. And my brain doesn't work that way. And the guy who she's referring commands. to is, he's another trapped human on the ship somewhere, but he's figured out a way to communicate with you because he took over the communication system. He's the guy keeping the aliens at bay or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
My 10 year old was a little freaked out by the sounds, the alien <laughs> rattling and sounds. And it's dark. So she's like by my side the whole time. She's like, are we getting killed by actual aliens? I'm like that too, though, like with rides and just anything where I, I can spook myself when I know it's. Yeah, you, you really all, can't. A farce. Shouldn't be spooked. You shouldn't be spooked. Um, that's fun. That means you enjoy things more. Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I had a good time. Yes. So that's it. I guess is that libation. You know what I think though? What? I will say this. It was. I think this is because of where it is, but it was twenty five dollars a person. Yeah. So seventy five dollars for me to do that with the girls for an hour. That to me is like theme park prices. Yeah. That's I know. So expensive i know i mean but that rent in that mall is not cheap i know but you know what the, here's the funny thing so there's a few other escape room type places around too that have actual people and they like guide you through the thing those are even more so the one that you did is the least expensive option in our area well my goodness my kids just want to do it all the time i know like, we're not spending a hundred dollars it's like the VR. One after it's like the, the other. VR social thing. It's exactly. Oh, exact I know. Same we take the kids to do VR and like. Thank God they have it at their dad's house now. <laughs> it's so <laughs> expensive. It's crazy expensive. It's the same price. It's twenty five dollars an hour. Actually, it might be thirty dollars an hour. This is compounded by having four kids. Yeah, when and we we're all like, want to do something together. It's gonna. We have to take a loan out. We have to take a second <laughs> mortgage out of our home. To take the kids to an amusement park. <laughs> like Waterworld? Yeah. Forget about it. We did that, too. And it was like, I think we spent like $700. Yes, we did. <laughs> like a vacation or something. It's like, whoa. But you know what? They had a blast. Well, my daughter got scared when we went to that cave. But other than that, she was fine. <laughs> yeah, she liked everything else. She liked everything else. I had a great time, too. And I was worried about being sunburned the whole time. And guess what? I didn't get sunburned. Man, we have multi- uh, We have a whole podcast, I think, devoted to how I thought you might die. <laughs> I know, because I kept telling you, well, this is the last day on, on, this, on this planet. As he just gets, like, increasingly more red. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> and worried. Hot but I, you know what? I was vigilant. I was vigilant. Vigilant. I was putting on that sunscreen constantly. I was like, I'm going to go back to our cabana and, and slather up in sunscreen. And I survived. And I wore a hat. And sunglasses the entire time. Okay. I made it through. Let's do it again sometime when we have extra. Well, we're, we're going to Hawaii more. this summer, so I, know. I don't I've think got a plan for... Waterworld is going to happen. I know. We have to, like, scrimp and save, but we're going to be fine. We're going to make it happen. I'm excited. Um. All right, guys. I think that's it for Libation Corner. Yeah, we really libated the hell out of this corner. <laughs> your cannabis story ask your stoner questions or request some good old-fashioned advice from a mom and dad stoner we will field your questions on cannabis growing cbd relationships parenting us you whatever the world we will look up the answers stoned that's listener letters that's what listener letters is and that's what we are doing now so yes (laughs) i think they know well they've never this is our first time ever doing this yeah but i think they still got it okay This is clearly the question and answer portion of the show. What is the question? Today's question is, hey guys, love your content. I have to swallow and drink some of my 
alcoholic beverage. <laughs> okay. I mean, is that better? Mm. Love the content. My family and I have been planning a move to the Denver area for a while. We have planned for the summer, but needed to postpone. As things have been pushed back, it looks like we have a year until the move. Wondering if you could give any advice or suggestions for the surrounding areas. Need to stay close enough to Denver for work. I'm looking to grow my own once there for personal use and eventually get into the industry itself. Anything is appreciated. Wow, okay. Anything. Do you feel prepared to answer this? Somewhat. Two-thirds of this question I feel prepared to answer. I will say for... Me personally, where I live is dependent on the schools that I want my kids in. And for a lot of the parents that I know that I live amongst, it's the same deal. Like we wanted to be in a very specific school district. So you have to live um, within certain boundaries. So that's how um, I choose my area. If... That's not so much of a consideration because I don't know what family is for you guys. Um, then you can be anywhere. So there are great schools in all of the school districts around. But when I um, first bought my first house out where I live now, it was because my parents lived here and the school district um, is like the best school district. I, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could have changed in the past 10 years. But um, that's why I picked where we live, which is in the suburbs north of Denver. And I think a lot of people live that way, where they live in the suburbs all around Denver um, and then work in Denver. Yeah. And I mean, like the commute is ridiculous and not fun for anybody and it's just getting worse all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is it's the funny thing is it's not very far. Like downtown isn't Mm-mm. too far away, but to yeah. get there, it takes at least 30 minutes, you know, no matter like if you're in the outskirts, every place takes like 30 minutes yeah. to get to. Yeah. I would agree with that. Right. Like, I mean, depending on where you And if you're early, you're early. Hooray. Yeah. Like, but it's more often than not, there's some traffic and stuff. So anyway, um, yeah. What else do we know about surrounding areas? You have family and do you want to talk about our different towns and stuff? Like I said, we sure. live in our houses in, um, the Northern suburbs. Um, but th- yeah. And it's, so it's a little bit older, but now the time has passed because it's grown grown even farther north than where we are. It's very suburbia. Yeah. It's like there's strip malls. There's, you know, yeah. normal stuff. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. not exciting. There's rec centers. There's parks. It's like a, a um, real original old school neighborhood where there's like... Yeah. Not every, your house isn't 10 feet from your neighbor. We're also really, yeah, we're also really close to a lot of like agriculture and like ranches and that type of stuff. So there's a lot of like actual farms around us and things like farmer's markets and stuff. So there's all of that. That's a lot closer than we even think about where we are in the suburbs. So there's even like, like building is still a possibility. Um, space is just like tight in Denver and it's just, the housing market is insane. It's very expensive now to live here. 
right? I'm oh, not lying. Yes, right? no. It's, the closer you get to the, you know, the funny thing is, is Denver, downtown Denver is very old. And, you know, it's like a prospecting, mining, gold rush, you know, state. So there's lots of old, old ass mansions and old buildings. And, you know, it's. But even now in the suburbs, it's getting super pricey. Yeah. Like renting a house is, it can be daunting. Yeah. Um, renting a, an apartment can, can be crazy. It can be daunting. I mean, yeah. it's a, way more than a house payment. I mean, it's it's definitely very similar. <laughs> That's for sure. It's absolutely similar. Yeah, your rental prices, I think, are, are really high now. Um, so yeah. But your so your option, like to is you can go north of Denver. You can be kind of where we are and still find pockets of stuff, or you can go even farther. It north. is pockets. Yeah, very much pockets. So if you look for older neighborhoods, you can a bit you know. If you go farther north, it gets kind of like nicer and yeah. more what you think of like serious like cookie cutter uh more planned neighborhoods um and yeah it just gets it gets pricier Mm -hmm. but it's i mean house prices it's they're just rising everywhere and but let's talk about like south of denver i mean what is stapleton is that east stapleton is east and it's the by the old airport and that's like the ultimate plan it's very like your yard is extremely your yard is a quarter of the size of our yard your backyard it's almost like a patio type house type of situation yeah it's not I mean, it is a full-on house, but it's like... But, you, like, there's high HOAs and stuff. Right? Very high HOAs and very, like, you know, like, your neighbors are right on top of you. So, but it's all brand new. So, it's like, if you like community... And the schools there are consistently super high, super good. All of our kids... So, we have a blended family for anybody that doesn't know. So, our kids go to different schools around the Denver area. And all of them are super... They're in the top 10 schools in... Denver. Can you believe it? How lucky we got with schools. I know we're lucky. We're very lucky. Yeah. I can't believe it. I think congratulations, kids. Good job. Yeah, man, you got good <laughs> educations. You're learning stuff. You got math we don't understand. Um, yeah. So it's definitely more expensive there, right? Oh my god, yeah, because everything's brand new. So yeah, the the oldest thing there is maybe five years old, maybe six years old, and um, so you have to like. I don't know. You just have to be careful. Then you go way far south. You can go south of Denver, but then you're in the Denver Tech Center, the DTC. And that gets pricey, too, because then you're in South Aurora and Parker and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So many people live in Aurora. Mm-hmm. Aurora is actually the biggest city. I, I wish we had my girlfriend, Erica, on the show because oh, she, she would, would be schooling us, us right she's now. A, yeah, she's a real estate person. <laughs> and she's she an she's Aurora girl. She knows everything. So she knows everything. I wish she was here. Yeah, man, I do, too. It would be nice to have a guest on sometime. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway. Listen to this episode. <laughs> she does not listen to our podcast. Um, okay. Well, well, did we that, answer that question? I hope so. What, what about, it? like, Littleton and stuff? That's south, Littleton. So here's the deal. That's, I mean, like, uh-huh. know, the, farther, the farther north and south you go, the newer things are. So, you know, I mean, like, from the epicenter of Denver, you just got to, like, it's weird. Because it's not necessarily cheaper. But, you know, if you can find a remote area in the outskirts of the southern part of Denver, which is Aurora, or the northern part, which is, like, Thornton and Westminster and all that stuff. <laughs> which is where we live. Yeah. So, you know, you got to find pockets of 
neighborhoods that people haven't infiltrated. (laughs) (laughs) I would look for neighborhoods far away from the light rail system. (laughs) You know what I mean? Would you advise like renting for a bit? And yes, I definitely would. I would. I mean, if you can try it. I know, but you you always hear people like saying, "Well, renting is throwing your money away." Yeah, but, you but know it's what? not you, like making a yeah. commitment when you're when you don't have an idea yet. You have no idea, and it's worth the investment of taking like the time. We took a year. We rented, and then we took a year and figured it out, and then knew we found our yeah. spot. Yeah, when so. I bought my first house long ago out here, like my parents already lived here and had lived here for a long time, so I knew this area. Very, very well. Yeah. Um, and it just lucked out to be a great school district and just a very family-oriented area. Um, so I do not... And I, I know it so well now. So I don't regret it. I like where we live. I do, too. I know the neighborhood. It's so funny. Like, just like knowing this part of the... T- because before I met you, I didn't know anything about this part of town. I yeah. never came up here. Because he lived in Stapleton. Yeah. And I only knew southern Denver yeah. area. So, you know, to come up and go this way, and I knew, like, west, I knew, like, Lakewood and Arvada. But I never knew this area. So, you showed me all this stuff, and I was like, wow, man, there's all this cool shit up here. And, you know, I mean, like, I had no idea. And it's, it was interesting and fascinating and amazing. And now I know everything about north Denver. I know everywhere. I know every nook and cranny. I drive everywhere. Are there any places we think people shouldn't live? Um, any place I is there any place I wouldn't live? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll tell you where I wouldn't live. What if it? What did their letter say? I wouldn't live in Lakewood, and here's why: it's not because I have some disdain for Lakewood. <laughs> but we went over there, and we were we drove around the whole Lakewood. I know. I love it. No, that's about living that's there. lakes. That's Lakeside and Lake View. That's not Lakewood. Oh. Um, but it's close to Lakewood. But the whole reason is because it's so far from any major highway or conne- interconnector mm-hmm. to another city. Yeah. You you really have to drive through. You have to do a lot of driving to get to like some main. So that you know, is the southwest metro area. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some cool shit out there. I mean, there. I worked out there for many years and I enjoyed it. But. You know, I mean, that's just oh, getting there is such a trek. So, well, don't you just say 70? Well, if you can get to 70, you have to like drive like 40 blocks to get to 70. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of driving, you know? So, yeah. I mean, like your only main things are Alameda and Colfax. That's it. But anyway, like if there's any Denver people listening, they know what I'm talking to, but I highly doubt that. Anyway. Well, I hope this listener letter was somewhat helpful. All we really did was. We gave our opinion, and I mean, the opinion is to get away from the epicenter and go south or north. That's the way. Those are the most affordable options you have, south yeah. or north. Deep south or far north. And Aurora is south, right? Yep, Aurora or the Thornton area. Yeah. Or north of Thornton. Well, I mean, what's north of Thornton? I would say Longmont, man. I was in Longmont today. Far. No, because they literally say <laughs> they far. need to be able to drive into Denver. Well, so you can't that... drive into Denver. It's going to take you 45 minutes. But you're going to have You also learn all the back ways, you guys. You utility. learn the back ways to get places. Yeah, that's you don't be afraid when you're deep down in Denver, the Capitol Hill area, to drive through alleys. I do all the time. That's like your main source of transportation. Yeah, so... Unless you find some miracle place in Denver, like the 
You won't. Don't do it. They're going to have mice. Okay. So just (laughs) Denver is filled with old antique places. Okay. Our dear friend Jessica lives in Denver. Um, Anyway. That's all. So that's it, I guess. Is there any other questions to this question? Mm, Oh, you know, they talked about wanting to be able to grow. So wanting to be able to grow, definitely wanting to get out into a more of a house situation. Am I wrong? Yeah, don't don't grow if you're renting from anyone because unless it's a- oh, I've known plenty of people that have done it. It just depends on too. what kind of landlord you get because some people get people that are like, "Hi, I'm here and I want to look around," and then I have known somebody who got kicked out of their home because of that. Yep. So there's also you can look for straight up cannabis cultivation friendly homes like that you can rent. Um. When. Yeah. And when we bought our house, when you saw that space in the basement, you were like, oh, I'm going to grow weed here. I can grow weed here. <laughs> and I did. I grew the Now fuck out he of like literally there. grows hemp that we sell mm-hmm. there, which is amazing. So, yeah. yeah, if you're definitely looking to grow, you want to be looking at a house situation and I guess wanting to buy it eventually. Right. So. That room has paid for itself, I think. Oh, 10 times over. I love it. So, what about yeah. uh, what about eventually getting into the industry itself? Um, be careful because um you know, I don't know. My opinion is I've worked I my approach has always been in to be in the marketing and advertising side side of it and for me that has not been a very lucrative or worked out very well um because the people in the cannabis industry just do not understand it's a new industry they don't understand the value of things well it also has a ton going against it as far as banking and being able to pay pay. yeah exactly there's no they can't get insurance like they can't get uh unemployment insurance yes so many things normal things that you kind of expect out of a job sort of are, are, are a lot harder to get in the cannabis industry because of banking yeah straight up so you will immediately become invested in the news and politics just by working there is a lot of money to be made in the industry if you know what you're doing and if you do it in accordance with the rules you know so i mean you just i think it's not a bad idea i I think you have to kind of be a born hustler almost you do like because you almost have to like have diversified streams of income because i mean your paychecks could bounce (laughs) like there could be some sort of drought situation or some sort of governmental banking seizure uh that now you're not getting your paychecks anymore because he can't they literally cannot pay anything their money's because their money's frozen and like, they might have hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Fun things like that. Yeah. Is, is that we're really painting a dark picture? No, but wait, like, but here I will say I will say this. So when the gold rush happened in the United States of America and uh-huh. people were going to California. I'm from, I'm from where that I know I'm you are. Know. I know. There was a man like the town. There's a man named Levi Strauss. <laughs> And he opened a business on credit and gave the people who were mining for gold all of their supplies for credit. He didn't charge them a penny. He goes, when you make money, you pay me. So I'm just saying, it's the equipment that they use (coughs) for the weed. It's not the weed. Go look into that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What is that type of business called? Like a hydro shop. Like, you know, like, or maybe you work for a commercial trimmer. 
trimming company that makes trimmers for cannabis. Or maybe you work for a rosin press company. Or maybe you work for... Like for me, I work for myself and I just talk about companies. (laughs) right. You know what I mean? Are they called ancillary businesses? Is Mm -hmm. that what that means? Yeah. Yes. It's the people who don't... They're not literally in the industry, but they're yeah. on the outskirts of the or industry. Or they make and things so, for the industry. Exactly. For, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I work for a company that makes grow lights. Yes. Okay? So, yes. They, they don't make weed. They make grow lights. Yes. Okay? So, anyway, I'm just saying. There's a lot and of... And he's surrounded by weed every time he goes to work. Every time. Because that's what they do. They, they make grow lights that grow weed. Yes. We have a so, whole R&D facility devoted to that. Isn't you know? that cool? So, so there is a lot of, um, if you're talking like bad tenders type stuff, like retail type stuff, you have to get, uh, certified. You yeah. have to get like a license to go into state. a grow. So, um, which is kind of easy. Is there a wait list? Well, I mean, the only real stipulations are you, um, cannot have a felony. Okay. That's pretty much it. So if you have a felony, you are unfortunately not allowed to work in the cannabis industry. But outside of that, yeah, all you need is like ID. Do you have ID? Then you're good to go. Yeah. That's I think in, you probably have to live shopping, in the state for a certain amount of time. If you're working like in dispensaries yeah. and stuff. But like, I mean, there are, you know, marketing companies and I mean, there's oh just God, any yes. number of companies that aren't dispensaries, but are cannabis brands. That need that. Um, yeah. Uh, there's like farms yeah. and like people that make edibles. Vape. Uh, there's extraction companies. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's dealing with weed, I guess. Yeah, but you don't need a license for that, do you? Yeah. You need a hardcore license. Oh. Because, no, as a worker person? Yeah, because you're dealing with weed. I mean, you're dealing with like concentrated weed. What about at like a hemp CBD place? Um, No, you don't at all. Hemp CBD, you don't, because it's federally legal and state level legal. Well, anyway, this is our very long listener letters. <laughs> anyway, My there God. you go. God, did we answer Give your question? Give me a break. I here. really hope so. <laughs> right? Um, please send us an email if you have any questions, since you want to be here. If you want to talk more, and if you guys want uh, to send in your listener letters, please do so too. Mom and dad are stoned at gmail.com. You guys have been so good with your listener letters. We have a few. We need more. So keep them coming in. Thank you for positive vibes to you all for sending those in when you're in the bathtub, when you're just like thinking about it. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Because we're just like, wow, people actually listen sometimes. I can't believe it. Keep sending them. Thank you. All right. Bye. Hi guys, it's time for Stone Conversations. What's that? With Blavid and Catherine. What does that mean? This is when at the peak of our stonedness, okay. we talk about something. What are we going to talk about? Today we're going to talk about, we're going to introduce ourselves. Oh, okay. Hello. Like, allow me to introduce myself. Because people sometimes, I guess, don't know who we are. 
I don't know. I feel like we've had this podcast for long enough that we can go back and revisit old topics. I think that's wise because um, I listened to some of our old podcasts the other day. Because things are always changing. Yeah. And why not start that trend with like just a brief, candid, up-to-date who we are, what we're all about, yeah. what we're doing here. Exactly. With our house in the northern suburbs. Do you like this hoodie that I'm doing mm-hmm. this to my face with? Mm-hmm. Look it. I know you look like an Arctic warrior. Okay, so, um, all right, you go first. And go. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I am Catherine, and I started a website called thestonermom.com in 2014. I was... A photographer at the time. I was newly married to my husband, Blavid. Mm, that's me. <laughs> um, and I want. I was very into cannabis in sort of this new, almost like medical way. So I started smoking cannabis. I first of all, I smoked it a lot in my teen years, um, and I would smoke it here and there in my. 20s my early 20s but I mean we're talking years in between because when that was when I had kids and I didn't really do anything fun or exciting during those years right so anyway in my late 20s I rediscovered cannabis and this was sort of in conjunction with like kind of changing my whole life getting a divorce from my first husband and and um, meeting my new husband, David, and using this cannabis first as like an escape, very recreationally, right? Like the way you might um, drink a ton when you're going through a divorce. <laughs> I mean, that was straight up like my early cannabis days. I was yes. like, give me all the weed. <laughs> yes. And when I when you're using it in that capacity, it's not really medical yet, right? You can't really say it's medical if you, like, you literally can't drive a car because you're so high. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Um, but over time, as I built up my tolerance, I started realizing it had just, like, the best effect with the antidepressants that I was taking at that time, which were Zoloft and Wolbutrin. So I felt like I had finally found, like, this combination of drugs that worked really well for me and I was so excited about being a stoner person a stoner adult like someone who was really using cannabis you know to kind of enhance their lives and I thought it was so funny that I was just a normal mom that was at the school all the time my kids were quite young at the time um and that no one would really guess that I was using weed at home so that was sort of how i started the stoner mom um it was on this premise of wanting to show the world that look there's a person who's public about their cannabis use this all happened at the same time that colorado legalized recreational uh cannabis that happened in what 2000 i forget everything 2000 <laughs> 12? Sure. Let's go with that. I think. <laughs> I think it was 2012. Okay. It was 2012. Beautiful. 
but anyway, that like sort of helped like pushed me to go public in that way. Um, so what started out is just like a blog where I wanted to be like, look, normal people use cannabis, people that you like respect as a member of your community, as a mom to kids in your community, you know, someone who's in the schools a lot volunteering and being there, you know, is someone that also uses cannabis and it's, you know, done in a completely responsible way. So I built this website sort of based on uh, responsible cannabis use and just sort of being a one example of an adult who uses cannabis. And through that capacity, I've learned all of the different types of adults and all of the different professions that they hold and, you know, places in our, our world who use cannabis for things like big things, things way bigger than what, you know, how I feel I use cannabis, which is for my mental health and clarity. Um, since I started the stoner mom, I got off both of my antidepressants. And so I talk a lot about CBD on my website because that was a big catalyst for going off of my antidepressants. So I feel like that's part of my internet, I guess, identity is the fact that I've done that. Um, but it's not something I really advocate people to do. And if I did start feeling sick and like more depressed and like cannabis was not doing it, I mean, the first thing I would do is go see a therapist and figure out what I need to be doing. And so I'm definitely not an anti-medication person or anything like that. Um, and we started mom or dad or mom and dad are stoned pretty early on. There was a time period where I was on YouTube and I had almost, I was close to 50,000 subscribers and YouTube deleted my channel for violating community guidelines. Yeah, with a CBD, <laughs> review of a CBD product. So since then, I mean, that's not how the Stoner Mom started. The Stoner Mom started with my blog. So since then, I've just been very much a proponent of um, cannabis people being on their own platform and, and definitely using cannabis safe platforms like Twitter, like the weed tube, people that have kind of demonstrated they're not going to just cut your shit off. I think Twitch is also becoming like a mm. big one. I feel, you know, that's the one that's, it's a gaming stream, but I feel, I mean, a lot of people use it and I mm. think they're smoking weed during it. Yeah. Right. Why um, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that goes hand in hand. So definitely investing your time always on your own platform and then branching out onto cannabis friendly platforms at least like instagram is not one of them <laughs> but there are a lot of people that have a big presence so anyway the uh this podcast so that's that's me um before the stoner mom i was a photographer so in my capacity as the stoner mom i do all my own photography and i write my own blog and i you know everything is done in-house and it's become our family's one of our family's main streams of income yeah um, it, it actually is the most prominent one. Yeah. So, it's our main source. So I guess I'm like one of those people that is, you know, making a living on the outskirts of the cannabis industry. You know, I do things like review strains. I review CBD. I work with different brands and take sponsorships and um, use their products and session videos and stuff like that. So it's just very like kind of traditional if you were ever into WeedTube on YouTube or on the WeedTube um, it's that sort of thing. It's just a person 
smoking weed and talking about stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and then our podcast is all part of that. And now David, super, that was your chair. Oh my God, it's like a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> Facey made looking at me. That was weird. I was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, David, what do you do? Well, <laughs> I like you. Um, well, no, not like you, but I did meet you and we were both going through divorces. Yes. And I am your husband now. <laughs> and um, we have a blended family. Um, and I always I'm had sorry. very traditional, like, career, like, I work at an advertising agency. Now I work as a marketing person. I always kind of been in the marketing and ad agency kind of world. And um, about four years ago, a little over three years ago, maybe three and a half years ago, I left the corporate world completely and I work, I decided we were going to work on this only. And so I switched over into the cannabis world, um, mm. but taking my experience from my former life as a uh, marketing slash creative person in the ad world kind of space or whatever. And then I brought that over here and to kind of see what was been going on over here. And we mostly worked together on the stoner mom. And, um, I am a grower of cannabis and hemp. And, uh, uh, like you said earlier, I, we have this, um, space. I have a legal, medical grow in my basement i am registered with the state of colorado as a registered grower yes i have to go renew my license to grow this week in fact he grows all of our he's been growing all of our cannabis in-house for many years now he's just freaking amazing at it um getting okay no he's amazing at it he's been consistently amazing for a few years now, but it's been wonderful because he started out just like everybody else with like larfy, weird. Yeah, poo-poo, yuck, yuck. And <laughs> Sometimes there'd be seeds. But you learn it. things and you, you get learn better. Things. And now, I mean, he's like literally in the industry in yes, more than so, one way. Yeah, so I've had like a, the damp, growing a, a few different jobs where I'm in either marketing or some weird situation where <laughs> I'm interviewing for some company I think is a huge cannabis giant and it turns out they don't, they just, because of the banking, they can't be like a normal company. So I, it's just like you can't afford to work there. Like So you do a lot of consulting. I do a lot of consulting. And now I work for Black Dog LED. I do consulting work for them for marketing and we have, a very deep good friendship that is they're like our family now and we work <clears throat> with them on our uh, commercial scale hemp grow for yes. happy flower company so we have an indoor giant grow for our side business which is are going to be our main business we started in july happy flower company which is a hemp smokable hemp flower grow site where you can get <laughs> on go to happyflowercompany.com and order hemp and you can have it delivered to your home and you can consume it. <laughs> yes. Um, so sometimes it's hemp that's been grown by David. Sometimes it's, it's hemp that we have sourced. Most of the time. Right? Most of the yeah. time. But, but now, now it's going it's, it's going to be 100%. Well, not 100% because we'll probably still continue to work with farmers and greenhouse growers. You think? Yeah, why not? I mean, like, there's some great stuff out there. We have 
Tweedle Farm stuff. We're very in our yeah, shop. We love Tweedle now, Farms. We or, also we we're when this it depends on when the our video comes out. I don't think so yet, but very soon. Okay. We're going to have a Tweedle Farm stream. Yes. And our hemp grow online. And uh, we also work closely with Plain Jane. They're very good friends of ours. And um, we're just, we love the hemp community. So I work for Black Dog. I work for Happy Flower Company. I work for a greenhouse company. I do some consulting work for And But all I do now is hemp and cannabis stuff. And, um, you know, most of what he does is our own thing. It's happy flower yeah. and it's the stoner mom. But I, I'm proud being proud to say that for a year now, I have over a year. I've just been like, I'm, I don't work for anybody. I yeah. can, if you want me to stay home today, I can. Um, you know, it's like it's weird. It's nice. <laughs> I like it a lot. I have a lot of freedom. <laughs> and, you know, my work day ends about three o'clock every day. And, you know, I don't know. It's very flexible. I love it. And I get to be at home with my wife and my children. He's around plants wherever he goes. Yeah. It's pretty um, great. And it's special to work on your own thing. So we're just like a normal husband and wife with a blended family. Yes. We've got two kids each. They love each other to pieces. They do. Um, we've got pets and both of us work in this cannabis industry (laughs) capacity on the outskirts outskirts of the cannabis. And we have a hemp company, our own little hemp brand. So, so that's us. Oh, and our podcast, I want to say. Yeah. Started off as a Growcast. And yeah. it was a weed growing podcast. But yes. then after 12 episodes, we didn't have anything else to talk about. So we talked about The Wire. We talked about the show The Wire. And that was our transition <laughs> episode, which I don't know how you would. You'd have to go deep into the archives of The Stoner You'd Mom. You'd have to, to watch it on it. The Stoner Mom or listen there. Um, and then you can hear that episode 13 of Growcast, which we transition over into Mom and Dad are Stone. And here we are, four million episodes later. Um, we like to talk about our family when we can. We like to talk about shows that we're into because that is a big thing that we do as a couple. And we like to talk, we very much enjoy each other and each other's company. And that's what I think a lot of people enjoy out of our podcast. Right. Is that we love each other and we tell each other we do and we get along and we smoke weed together, which is. It's fun time. (laughs) <laughs> and we talk Fun about what we're gonna, what kind of food we're gonna. And you make. know, a lot of people out there are doing that with their cup, with their yeah. person, their special person, or whatever. Sometimes you're just getting through work. We're all in this together, folks. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we like to talk about all the different things we know about cannabis because we're. It's weird. I, I thought. I mean, like, I have really been forcing myself lately to to just uh, come to terms with the fact that I work in the freaking cannabis industry, and it's like. I'm not, I'm not working in the can- cannabis industry. I work in a marketing industry. I feel it's like, like no. <laughs> a huge percentage of my brain is devoted to like cannabis information. You know what it, I mean? It really is. And I know, ne- I mean, and that means something. It does. <laughs> and you always hear like, oh, you should do what you love. You know, do I love cannabis? I don't, I don't love it, but I mean, like, I enjoy I, it. It's something, it's a hobby for me. And it's something that I get a lot of pleasure out of to grow it and cultivate it and learn how it works. Yeah. And that for me is like, that's what I love about it is how it's made, you know, and what's in it. It's a freaking plant. And, you know, I mean, I've learned so much about how plants work. For me, it like greatly changed my medication. It absolutely did. So it's like a little more, I guess, meaningful in that way. But it's so nice to see you grow stuff. 
you know? Yeah, well... With such a love and interest and care, and now, like, perfection. I don't know. It's just amazing that it, like, it actually literally is something that you can grow yourself that will help people. I mean, Like, for real. And through... We've seen it. Through the website, like, I've met so many people that are now, like, close friends who use it for like real medical reasons and there's no joke there's no smoke and mirrors there's no placebo effect it's something where it's like they're dealing with real pain and tingling and tension and like you know real disorders and problems and they have to get it in their system you know to be able to be good parents be you know the types of members of society that we all expect everybody to be you know, I've seen yeah. it like completely change lives. I've seen people go off medications that are even far more hardcore than uh, antidepressants, yeah. like hardcore medications with cannabis. So, I mean, it is definitely something that works for a large percentage of people in all sorts of different capacities. And it's so interesting and just is something that we, you know, needs to be studied on a bigger level. It's not some big cure-all you know it's not going to solve all your problems it's not going to fill your bank account it's not going to end like world whatever but it's like such a valuable tool to so many people and needs to be like seen as such and studied and medically seen as such I mean, come on. It's getting to the point where you literally can't ignore like (laughs) the benefit that it's helping out in society and I think the first thing I always hear when people talk about cannabis is like, why isn't it, you know, why do you think there's no banking for hemp? Or why do you think it's such a pain in the butt for CB? People always say it's like pharmaceutical, it's big pharma, it's pharmaceutical, you know? Well, it's, po- right? It's politicians being invested into whatever. Yeah. So, to, yeah, exactly. And that, so you get kickbacks or, or whatever. Yeah. And so you're certainly not going to lobby for it. You're going to cling to your dinosaur education. Right. Um, you know. Exactly. And I think that that's drug the, education. I but think. that's the telltale sign. It's just like, wow, if it's that big of a threat, you know what I mean? Like it must be having an impact on our. I think it's a good thing. And I think there's a lot of positive stuff that's come out of it so far. Well, we're past the 50 percent stage yeah, of we're well past of as far as public approval um you just can't deny things like little kids that have seizure disorders who use cbd or yeah. some sort of cannabis full-on cannabis oil um and then completely go seizure free for the day you can't you can't laugh at that that's real that happens for people and it happens for veterans you know oh, that yeah. have literally fought and and lost arms and limbs and have all sorts of horrible psychological damage for going out and doing what you know has to be done or whatever and you can't deny that either you know that mm-hmm. those guys can go off of medications that they've been addicted to because they were fed it when they came back Mm -hmm. like that happens it happens a lot and it's all because of cannabis i mean it's like a stepping stone it's not the cure but it's part of it it really it is it's yeah so anyway we're very passionate about it and um yeah that's it, I guess. That's that's us. That's, that's our stone conversation. Did, did you feel stoned during it? I did. Yeah, I'm a little drunk. I gotta say, which I is tell. not. That's okay. We're not advocate. Wait, you can tell. What a does little, that mean? Well, I mean, like you're. 
<laughs> I mean, you're very like you get um, more talkative when you're when you've had. Do I use too many words? No, not at all. I think you make a lot of sense. But that's just an indicator that you're very like you're feeling very jovial. Now, if you have another drink, then you'll you'll head into word slur land. <laughs> I'm going to smoke some weed. There you go. Combat the word slur. All right. All right. Well, that was Stone Conversations. I hope um, we answered any questions as far as who we are and what the hell we're doing on this podcast. This is our our pleasure podcast. We don't make a penny off of this bitch. We don't. (laughs) We literally do not. We don't. But we consistently put it out (laughs) every other Wednesday when life is going okay. No, we don't make any money. Sometimes when the stoner mom does a deal with a brand, David will throw in, we'll talk about you on the podcast or whatever. But everything, I would say the podcast is the most... It's like, the most realist it's real. It's the realest thing because it, it isn't really sponsored. We really only talk about our own stuff on here. Yeah, and then true. all of the brands that I talk about are things that I literally am using right. while we're, we're getting high. Um, and I certainly wasn't paid to do so. So There you go. There the you go. real, real. This is the authentic <laughs> stoner mom COG. right in your face. That's right. That's why I like it. Too. And here I am using my air bong and my G-Pen Connect, which is dead Oh, man. I put a bunch of thing in it, and then now it's dead. That thing's amazing. I could get my cord because it features pass-through charging. Well, I think we're on, we're getting towards the end of our podcast. So You're right. All right. Let's go. It. Goodbye. All right. What's going on in Dave's Grove? You have such a beautiful, lovely voice. Oh, that one was nasal. I think you did great. Thanks. I re- I tried to fake it. Okay, well, you didn't fake it. It sounded wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm working on <laughs> accepting compliments. Oh, good. Um, I like that. Okay, well, I'm going to... Let's just talk about my grow. Okay. I, I, in the past couple of weeks, I've unleashed not one but two posts on growing we are yes on the stonermom.com i am not messing around i am doing an entire grow from seed and then i'm doing another kind of like series that's written only no videos on like harvesting last time i talked about buying a complete grow kit i'll talk about all kinds of stuff but i'm very interested in doing it it's it's very i'm just trying something out here but what's going on in our grow is this so in my three by three tent, I have six beautiful old school cannabis strains that we talked about last week, like Maui Laui and Tahoe OG and Love it. Um, some other ones. But anyway, so excited. it's very good. So I'm back to cannabis because as we talked about earlier, I don't even know if it was on this podcast or if it was the pre-roll show. I've done all my hemp grows. So I understand how hemp cycle works to cut it down early. Yes. So we can avoid going hot. Yes. So now that I've done that work, I'm going to get rid of tents in my grow room. I'm getting rid of a four by four tent is going to go where my three by three is. Now I measured it. It'll just barely fit. Okay. Dang. It's a loud car. Wow. Wow. Did you hear that? Crazy. Anyway, I'm going to take my three by three out of its little nook. There's like a little niche nook in the grow room that goes into the wall and it's about five feet long. And five feet deep. Uh-huh. I'm going to pull the three by three out of there, get it out of the room, 
collapse the tent, figure out what to do with the tent, box away my Final Max 2 600 light into a box. Yes. I and, told him to keep his it. light and store it. And then I'm going to take the 4x4 tent and shove it in that nook. But maybe we'll do a tent giveaway. Maybe we will. Like on our membership. Maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea. Maybe. Is that something you can even ship? I mean, you absolutely, but it's, it's kind of, I can figure it out. Would that be super expensive to ship, though? It'd be worth it because people need grow tents, Catherine. <laughs> so, you know, you put the 4x4 four four in the corner, and that is going to be where my plants that are currently in my 3x3, three three, all those old OG, Tahoe OG and all that stuff, uh-huh. are going to go into a bigger tent. Okay? okay. So I'm going to have one grow tent in this room. I'm getting rid of my Dang. two by two grow tent, which has my 200 watt mm, wife hemp grow going on right now, which looks amazing. As soon as that's done, that comes out of the room, but that doesn't take up a lot of space. And then in the middle where my giant tent was, I'm I'm probably going to build a room within a room. I'm going to build a little room. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put drywall. I'm going to put a door on it. And in that room is going to be my drying and cure room for Happy Flower Company. We're going to dry and cure the hemp there i'm gonna get speed racks which are the bakers use in restaurants they're just like probably five foot tall racks with like 25 sheet pans in them and i'll have parchment paper on all those sheet pans and i'll have hemp that we just harvested from black dog and brought over in totes we'll put those in there put them in the drying room i'll have a humidifier a dehumidifier and a temperature like monitoring system that will kick on the dehue and the hue to keep the temperature and the humidity perfect for curing and drying and then i will put those when they're dry into totes with turkey bags and burp them um, every day so that's what i gotta do so i'm gonna have one grow tent and then i'm gonna have a room within a room (laughs) in our utility room dang i know it's a lot. Is someone going to come out and help you, or are you doing it by yourself? I think my nephew's going to come help me. Please. He will. I mean, he totally will, but I have to do it. When it I, that doesn't make any sense, because this doesn't make it's got to be done before we harvest, and he's going to come out and harvest. harvest. But he could come out a day early, and he claims we could build it in a day. But I don't think that's possible. But I could be wrong. So anyway, um, I've got the... That's what i got going on. I'm chopping down uh, eight wife hemp strain plants that I'm getting them. I'm, I've already started my do cuttings and dry them for a testing. Um, I got to arrange testing. I don't know why I didn't do that today. Um, and then I've got to, after those are drying, I'm going to dry them in my tent and then I'm going to cure them. I cut them all the buds off. I'm going to whole hang the plants upside down. I'm going to take the entire plant and just say, hang all eight of them upside down in the grow tent, whole plant. And dry that way. And it's going to make some great weed. Hemp. Hemp weed. <laughs> and anyway, that's it. That's what's going on in Dave's Grow. Well, thanks so much. You're welcome. And that's what's going on in David's Grow. Okay. the end of the show welcome to the end of the show we've made it here big thanks to all of you who make it this far every time (laughs) or sometimes this is where we ask you guys to help support the show in one of several ways first off tell your friends and family about us unless they will mock you 
or it will cause dissension. Yeah, then don't do it. <laughs> uh, recommend the show when you can. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Excuse me, I have to do a bong rip. Okay, thank you. You can also leave us a rating and a review in iTunes, of which we have not gotten one in a long time. That's sad. We certainly don't have any that say 2020. Ugh. Ouch. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you find it in your heart to review the show in iTunes, in a positive light would be best, really, but <clears throat> we'll take whatever. You know, we're never going to make number one podcasts on iTunes podcasts unless we have more ratings. Yeah. <laughs> For alternative health or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so do that wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we love to read your reviews on the show when we do get them. So if you'd like to hear your review, shout it out. Please leave us one. Man, Jesus. Okay, Christ. All just, right. just leave one. Other please. ways to support the show. Check out thestonermom.com. That site has been up for the last five years. It is our online home where you can learn more about us and cannabis with articles, photos, Lots and lots of videos. We also encourage you to check out Happy Flower Company. This is our family-owned online hemp store. You can purchase legally CBD and terpene-rich smokable hemp buds, hand-picked, grown by us. It is our pride and joy. We love it. And we are so happy when listeners of the show become customers. Please use code MADAZ10. For 10% off your purchase at Happy Flower Company, that's M-A-D-A-S-10. For 10% off of your purchase of legal CBD hemp flower. So what are we going to do next after our podcast? What are you going to do? <laughs> well, we're going to go upstairs and I bought one of those um, chickens that you got to get at the grocery store. It's like a roasted chicken in yes. a plastic bag or whatever. Rotisserie chicken. Rotisserie. And I'm going to chop it up. Mm. Charp it up is what I think is it. And then I, uh, I'm gonna make a salad, and I'm gonna put chicken. I'm gonna on top eat the skin it. while you're chopping it up. Okay, you are. And then you're. We're gonna eat salads and watch some dumb shows. Because we ate some real shit last night, oh and God, we people. are trying really hard to make amends for this without it's, cooking. It's DoorDash has really made us bad people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we Just ordered. Don't do it. Yeah, we ordered food from Chili's last night. Oh. And it was it just like we might as well have transformed into pigs, <laughs> <laughs> like or humans with I, big heads. I took like two bites of my ribs and I was like, "This ain't it. I'm not eating that at all." Oh, God. I ate the edges of my chicken tenders. I ate my French fries. I ate my onion petals. I loved those. <laughs> I ate my nachos, which were oh, so God. bad for you. Do you hear how the list keeps going? I ate a lot of my salad. Okay, you did get a salad. And I ate a molten lava chocolate cake with ice cream. I had Texas fries, which were covered with cheese and jalapeno slices. <laughs> I had um, a uh, buffalo chicken sandwich, which was like, I had to eat it with a knife and fork at one point because <laughs> I was just like, the chicken was so covered with sauce and the bun was way smaller than the giant chicken. <laughs> So I was just like, I can't even pick it up. So, and I didn't like it, but I ate it anyway. And then I also had, um, oh, sorry. I also had some of those nachos. Yeah. And I had some of your petals. Yeah. And I was just like. We also oh. ordered root beer. <laughs> we, that was our beverage. Root beer, which when we got it, it was like 
but two bottles of root beer and i was like oh my god i thought this was gonna come in like a styrofoam cup with a straw but no they gave us two bottles of root beer so i had to like put them in glasses it's good for the environment i mean it is you're right it is so i shouldn't complain um, <laughs> um but we haven't a- had chilies in I mean, a really long time. I don't think you and I have ever known each other. And We've chilies. never had chilies together, that's and, for sure. And it was... But we did last night. Yeah. <laughs> it, may, it felt like an episode of The Office. Man. Okay. Was, <laughs> so anyway, that's what we're doing tonight, you guys. We Mom and Dad are stoned is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Our music is by Deaf Girl and Thematic, right? Yeah. Follow Deaf Girl at the gra- on the gram at Deaf Girl Music and listen to her on SoundCloud. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Mom, the letter N, Dad, the letter R, Stone. Follow David on Twitter and the gram at, I'm sorry I said the gram so many times, I'll say IG, at <laughs> C-O-M for Grower. And follow me on Twitter and IG <laughs> at the Stoner Mom. <laughs> Happy Flower Company is also currently on Instagram at Happy Flower Hemp until the man shuts its ass down. Which it'll be any day now. Same goes for the stoner mom. Yeah, we don't care. We'll be back again soon. Until then, please remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every damn day. Bye. Bye.